It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bourbon with Friends. This is so exciting. We are on site. We are in Colorado Springs. We are at 291 Distillery. This is a long time coming. Emily is over here who we've talked about at uh, a podcast, I think. What's for. up? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you told me we we're going to introduce ourselves and then you just threw that all off. Fuck you. But this is like great. We're here. We, we've like We've been trying to do a podcast for... A couple months, scheduling's not worked out. That's fine. It's no big deal. But we're we're here, and we did a barrel pick. It's super exciting. We have a bunch of friends with us. Connor's here. What's up, my buddy? Oh, yeah, of course I'm here, Of dude. course you're here. Why would I not be here? I'm in His the, mustache is looking luscious. His man pubes are popping we're out. In the, we're in the Rocky Mountain state. Yeah, you look like Paul Bunyan. You fit in right now. You mean it? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're definitely yeah, well, gonna like find like a wife out here on this trip. I guarantee it. Okay. All right. After after I have this a episode, problem with that because that's, Matt. that's all that when we go somewhere, it's always oh we're in Scotland. You got to find yourself a Scottish you, wife. Now we're in Colorado. Do you really want to go there? Yes. You want to go to Scotland and talk about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no. let's pass it over. Um, Emily, we'll start with you because you and I have had the longest relationship. So you kind of talk, talk everybody, talk to everybody. God bless. We have drank a lot of barrel proof whiskey, so I might be a little off my game. Not, not a t- right before this. It's, I mean, you want to talk about what do we have? Six pour, six different pours. It's no big deal. We're going to try more. So, but Emily, you've been on lives with us. You've been on, uh, you've been in, you know, kind of some different Instagram, you know, communications. Tell everybody what your role is here and, you know, how this kind of all came to be. Sure. So, um, you know, I think we got connected back in COVID times. Um, We were all finding a place to engage with our bourbon friends. And I was lucky enough to, you know, be curious about who was doing what and what was happening. And um, I would pop over on our distillery account and um, and then you would all say, jump in, jump in. And I am definitely the person that's behind COVID the, was a, an interesting time. Yeah. I like to hide behind the camera. I like to hide, you know, behind the Instagram, but, um, I think there was just such an opportunity for connection and, um, and so super excited that we finally pulled it off. We've literally been talking for probably three years about this happening. So, um, I handle all of the, um, all of the things, the HBIC. Um, I'm going to kill Eric. My brother is right next to me, uh, our head distiller. So, um, <laughs> Well, I was going to have Connor introduce He's him, but that's a great segue. Around. You introduce him. Yeah. How about that? Awesome. Here you are, Eric. Hi, Eric. I, I was telling her to hold the mic closer to her mouth. I don't know if I was going to say the same thing, not. Eric. She was holding it so far I away. You just sometimes got to put it right by your mouth and not be afraid of it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like this. Not not at all. You're not shy at all. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow. Well, let's push let's push the E button on this one. Yeah, Paul. E. 
All right, so uh, my my name's Eric Jett. I am the head distiller here at Distillery 291. I've been distilling for, uh, I don't know, 11 and a half years or so, and I've been working with Michael Myers, the founder and head uh, founding distiller of 291, uh, for, I don't know, eight and a half years now. Um, he brought me on a while back, and uh, we, we have a lot of history together. And, um, yeah, we've been making whiskey together for a while and winning a lot of awards together here in Colorado Springs. So yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing here. We, yeah, we were tasting a bunch of barrels and they said six, we tasted nine different barrels, actually. They've already lost count. And then we tasted a few other things before we started. (laughs) I blame. So I think we're at like 12 different things we've tasted even before starting this. Yeah. I love how Matt hasn't introduced himself and he just like chimed in like three fucking times. (laughs) You, you clout chasing son of a bitch. Like, what the hell? <laughs> On that note, I'm uh, Matt, Colorado Spirits Collective. Um, a former, right, so a you former guest to, on the podcast, to, by the way. You have to, like, be a little bit more emphatic. Emphatic. That's not the emphatic. word. Emphatic. That's not, not even emphatic. A, emphatic. That's not even a good. Yeah, I know. Emphatic. Emphatic about, like, your involvement right now. It's it's enthusiastic. It's fine. I was just using a big word. Big words are hard. I know. All right. So I've been on the podcast before. You sure have been. I sure have been. Yeah. And like uh, early last year, you were on the podcast. I was going to say, I think I'm uh, some of the, the OG followers of Bourbon with Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I run Colorado Spirits Collective. Um, started around the same time as you guys. Um, and then we do... We've done some really fun lives together too. Yeah, with definitely some solid COVID some lives. Solid drunk lives, yeah, that's for sure. That's a a shit show to the to the T for <laughs> for sure. Especially if Bender gets on. Yeah, and okay. then I uh, build. Yeah, we do Soco Still Fest every June weekend after Father's Day, and big fan of uh, good old two ninety one. I would probably say they're my favorite Colorado distillery for sure. So. Whoa. Let's let's intro this next gentleman. And and here's uh, Brian with 10th Mountain Whiskey. Well, I'm Brian with 10th Mountain Whiskey. I'm also in Colorado, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm probably hey, wait, one who, of those guys. Who's his favorite in Colorado again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eric's over here just talking <laughs> shit. Yeah. Eric, yeah. I have a Ten, barrel. We yeah. can we can have a wonderful time in burying you. No, in, we've hey, we've had a lot. I think. Hey. I, no, there's there's plenty of space for everyone, right? Like, no, let's absolutely. Have we've had, we've had quite a bit, and I th- I think Matt just forgot you were sitting right next to him when he said that. <laughs> so like, no, no, Ten Mountains legit. Yeah, no, Ten, right, Matt Ten also forgot legit. that he'd been on the podcast before. So I mean, you can't really. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all the barrels that are around it's, us. It's literally, it's, it's, it's infesting our nose hairs. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of whiskey. We, we've been here since about four thirty. In altitude, so in altitude, um, I've gotten two hours of sleep. <laughs> Connor's on two hours of sleep. Where and am six I? Glasses of whiskey. I, I've gotten a dram and a half with everything that's going on currently. So I don't know currently what's going on. Yay! It's an excitement, but. <laughs> Thanks to 291, what we're doing currently, or you're not sure where you, you're not here. sure where you are right now, no, are you? <laughs> absolutely not. You know, when you turn 35, you just black out. Yeah. So, oh, I, I would just say today is my 35th bet. 
And you're a former crayon eater, so. Wait, oh, only, leave the crayons out. Only third. Is today only your birthday? Wait, yes. It is Today's your birthday. Happy birthday, by the yeah, way. Birthday. It's my birthday. Hey, hey, it's my birthday. Hey, hey, give the give the mic to uh, Matt real quick. My. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Happy birthday dear Brian. Douchebag. Happy birthday to you. Matt likes 291 more. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, that's so hurtful. But in legit. fairness, you all, you're, what's really fun is that you're not only, we're not only picking a barrel with you guys yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. You got to help pick a barrel with us yeah. today. Yeah, no, yeah. it was absolutely phenomenal. I love doing you didn't, it. Your palate is shitty, so you didn't give that much input, but, you know. All right. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to go off of this a little bit later. We'll talk about this later. Yeah, we're going to talk about this later. Like someone someone, someone, someone with their toenails hanging upside down. But it's there's, okay. There's, there's some expensive equipment precariously placed on top of barrels and yeah, my chaos of that. a desk right now to yeah, get into it too much right now. We don't want to break anything. The, the, that's, that's, that's okay. So, Eric, why don't you talk us through what we have well, poured in our glasses if, right now? If we can, if we can manage, I have four other bottles uh, that we can try right <laughs> now. I've got. Oh, uh, and, what is going and, on and, right and, now? Eric is the undertaker. If you didn't and, know that, and, he retired and became a uh, <laughs> distiller. And we we uh, they're all barrel proof because uh, some of, of them are, are some of them are special releases. Because he's trying to kill us. Um, but we love it when we do a limited run of anything. We love releasing it barrel proof because uh, we think whiskey just it, it tastes the way it should coming straight out of the barrel, and it gives you the I option agree. of if you like watering down your whiskey, you like it on the rocks. You know you have that option. It's not going to dilute it uh, too much. So, uh, but we got three different bourbons uh, to try, and then we've got a rye whiskey to try. So the first one I think we have in our, all in our glasses right now is what's called our uh, high rye whiskey or our HR whiskey. There's a big H, gold HR on the label. Um, this Nobody one... Likes HR. <laughs> what? Nobody likes HR. What do you mean? Like human resources. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was like, Matt likes it. It's his favorite. He just said it's his favorite. No, he said 291 well, was. He didn't say HR was. It includes everything we made. Right, <laughs> right Matt? I like all the things. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying HR. Yeah, we're, you know what? We're, never, we're never, never thought about the big HR giving people the wrong impression of human resources. Maybe that's we need to reconsider. That. No, but it stands for high rye, but it's a bourbon. It's a high rye bourbon whiskey. Um, and it, this is actually a happy accident that happened eight and a half or whatever years ago when I was first working with Michael and he was teaching me the recipes. Uh, the first day that I was mashing in our bourbon mash bill, I asked him, Hey, what's, what are the quantities of grain? What's the percentages that we're going to add in? Um, and he gave me that number and we were doing it back then two mashes a day. And I didn't realize this. I, I was asking him, how much do I add for this one mash? He thought I was asking him how much grain we we're going to use for the the whole day. So he told me a number, put it in the mashes. At the end of the day, I'm doing my math. I go to him and I say, uh, hey, this this looks weird. It seems like we're adding an awful lot of rye to this this bourbon. And he says, you added all of that in on the on one mash? On, <laughs> you and know, and I was, out he was amazing. like, that was the total amount for the day. And so it, long story short, it ended up that uh, miscommunication between Michael and I on one of my first days mashing bourbon with him. It was uh, uh, double the rye content that we normally add in our bourbon. And it turned out odd. We put it in barrels, distilled it, all that. And um, it turned out great. So People what's the loved mash it. on this one? Oh, dude, you're putting me on the spot. Hey, uh, oh, we'll ask you. We, we, we make it once a year. Emily so. knows. Give her yeah. the mic. 67% 
uh, corn, 32% malt rye. Very high rye. The rest malt barley. And the thing that everybody has to understand <laughs> about you guys, you do malted rye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll, yeah, and I do want to say just to, you know, cover my own butt here is that uh, um, I guess I'm the head distiller, but I have to make this recipe like once a year. It's a special release for us. So I look it up and I don't memorize it. Emily, she's awesome. And she's, you know, doing the PR and, and talking about our whiskey a lot more than I get a chance to. And so she's memorized that mash bill. And it was just a mistake to me. So, um, but yeah, no, we use, we use malted rye. That goes back to how Michael started distilling. And I, I think you guys are talking with him soon and he'll be able to tell you a little bit more about it. But when he did that, he was in 300 square feet and he was buying a lot of his supplies from the local homebrew store and making his recipes based around that. And if you know anything about making a rye beer, which aren't, aren't common beers, you use malted rye for that. And so they only had malted rye at the local homebrew store. So he built his recipe around that. And that's kind of been the rye we use. So real quick, what for everybody listening, the difference between you say malted rye and unmalted rye, can you explain? It's actually a really good point. What the difference is? Yeah. I, anybody? Sorry. Emily and I are sharing Marco my Bueller. <laughs> Where she had the um, yeah. So we're so sharing. Multi, malting. <laughs> we're we're passing mics around. Um, yeah. So malting a grain is basically just sprouting a grain. You're germinating. You're tricking it into thinking it's going to grow up to be a full plant by uh, hydrating it uh, for a few days. It'll start to sprout, and at that point, you dry it out. It's like Connor on his Tinder dates, pretending that they're actually going to be like. <laughs> hey, you know, this is a drunk podcast because Paul mentions Tinder. Yeah. So, it's so not a Tinder date. It's a I'm good kidding. Time. Connor is a f- fantastic young man. He doesn't play games like and that. And that's also how you know Paul is drunk because he starts complimenting me. I, I was just oh, look. All right, fuck you. You you're a piece of shit human, and you play girls. Okay. Wow, Connor. So anyway, malting malting rye. So 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 malting rye in the in the process. Um, again, we're 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 surrounding my desk in my chaos of a work environment right now with expensive equipment. I would love like for chaos. you not to start something. <laughs> um, but this but looks uh, like heaven to me. Malt when you malt when you malt a grain, it's going to increase the enzyme. Germany, co- yeah. yeah, but you're going to increase the enzyme content. You're also going to increase um, the starch content, and so it's going to change the flavor of a grain. Uh, it also adds a little bit of extra expense because you're not just harvesting that grain; you're gonna, then going to malt it. But we find that it adds a little bit of extra sweetness to our rye, a little bit of extra rye breadiness to it. So it's not quite as spicy, maybe as uh, a rye you're used to, but. I think, Emily, you wanted to say something. So re- real quick, Emily, before you do that, just for everybody who's listened to like our podcast and tour of Scotland, malted rye is everything that we were talking about when we were over there. So there is notes and you get hints of almost like a scotch in this. So from that aspect, you know, from a, a scotch, you're malting the rye that's going to germinate on the full barley. barley sorry. Yeah. Just, not rye. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But you're, you're still doing the same thing. So you're going to get some little weird notes in that. As, as far as that goes, it's not going to hit is the same way. So when you're talking about malted, you know, malted barley and malted rye, it's going to be a little bit smoother. You're not going to get as much of the harshness of like hard rye uh, notes from like the, the you're, you're getting those fruits, but it's a little bit more subtle. It teases you, especially on the nose. So when I was like smelling that, I was thinking bourbon in, in a lot of aspects because you don't get the traditional like fruits and things like that, that you're getting, you know, baking spices. And then on the palate, you're getting those. So that was the interesting things about what you guys are doing with the malted rye. That was my point. Sorry. Yeah. And we like to say a, a bourbon drinker's rye um, and a rye drinker's bourbon. We have that big, bold bourbon or Colorado bourbon. And then 
our rye, uh, unapologetic rye whiskey, uh, but always built on that malted rye. Um, and to be fair, uh, on the high rye, we called it Eric's mistake for like a th- three years. And so he always, I always tease There's him. There's three that, women in the world it, that say that too. Wait, hold on a second. <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you. Is everybody okay in the my back? I hear somebody screaming. Oh, that's an adventure. Everyone's okay? Okay. Did you hear that? There's just like a random scream back in the back room. Is there? Is this place haunted? No, you're good. They just cut, said the same thing cut we cut did. Cut that out. You're not supposed to know about no, it. Hold no, hold on. No, hold on. For real. Is this place haunted? Every, every distillery is haunted. It's just the people the they spirit. keep in the basement. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, sh- <laughs> it, it, we're, we're surrounded it by spirits right the bar- now. Bar- bar- barrel. Shut up, guys. <laughs> Jesus and Jesus. All right, all right. Don't comprende. All right, okay. let's talk so about. Wait, we, we, were, we were talking about the high rye whiskey, but did you guys like it? Like, I mean, would you would you get any notes off of it? I mean, we've already moved on. Yeah, we're I pouring mean, new whiskey. Yes, <laughs> I'm, it, it's unique, right? Like when you're thinking about things, and this is where like Emily and I kind of talked when we were picking the barrel. Like you're looking for something uniquely Colorado, right? You're gonna pick up things, and there's the scream again. Like it's like they're fine. No one's gonna listen, Emily. It's not a big deal. They can come in here and talk too. It's it's very interesting in the aspect that you're getting traditional like bourbon and rye notes, but then you're finding things that aren't traditional bourbon and rye within that, right? Like we were finding hibiscus and cedar and a smoky taste, right? That was yes. very much Colorado. So, and I wrote that on one of the barrels yeah. that we ended up picking. This yeah. tastes like Colorado. Yeah, I mean... Our bourbons don't taste like Kentucky bourbons. Our ryes don't taste Which like is Kentucky what you ryes. Want. Right? Yeah, we're making a Colorado, making Colorado whiskeys here, and uh, you know we're we're using uh, different than normal yeast. We are using malted rye, which is uncommon. We're using stills that. Um, we've had made uh, by hand for us here in Colorado Springs based on Michael's designs. Uh, we make very tight and very uh, interesting cuts with our whiskey. We're aging in typically smaller 10 gallon barrels that we're aging lots of different sizes right now. And, and, and we're aging in a dry Colorado climate. There's so many variables that make our whiskey um, uniquely Colorado. And one of those things is you do get a, a earthiness, sometimes a eucalyptus, sometimes pine sap uh, note on it. You, you get a lot of brown sugar and leather um, and our bourbon tends to, instead of the traditional vanilla and caramel, it almost has a, a hint of orange marmalade on it. So, um, so, so it's, it's, it's definitely unique. I mean, whatever whiskey we're making, the high rye is kind of this marrying between our bourbon and our rye. It kind of rides this nice that, middle yeah. ground because yeah. of the higher rye content. So uh, it's nice. With a guy with 10th Mountain Whiskey, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is, I'm saying phenomenal, but it's a great product. It's something that I will promote with myself because it is a Colorado product in itself. Is that your favorite? It's, <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is a good product. Matches over here with zingers. It is a good product, but it's something that has those caramel notes, that has those reliefs that goes into it, and it has that pine and relief Yeah, I, I actually in, was going to say the so, so what did you just pour Right now, just yeah. t- t- so so what we have in our glasses now. We've moved on from high rye. We all just poured um, our our standard barrel proof single any, no. barrel bourbon whiskey, Colorado bourbon whiskey. It's um, this is our standard bourbon mash bill of eighty percent corn, nineteen percent malted rye, and one percent malt barley. Um, it's just we uh, we released this as a single barrel release at barrel proof, just barrel proof, just like our high rye and all of our special releases. Um, and what I think we're going to do here, we tasted a, a unique bourbon. Uh, now we're tasting our standard bourbon mash bill, but but you know full bore at 
barrel proof. This particular, uh, this is barrel number 1,028 that we're drinking, and it's 126. One, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and then we're going to move on to actually another really unique bourbon after this, so a real special bourbon. But, but this is our kind of our, our standard mash bill, but, but turned up to 11. What Brian said, right? Like yeah. pine. I got pine on this. It, it was very forward. And I'd be curious to hear what Connor and Matt, what you guys have to Yo, say about this a, as well. That's what I was saying. It's 100% pine. Uh, no, let me. <laughs> Did you just yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, just, just the mic? He just sniffed the mic. He just sniffed the mic. It's a twofer. <laughs> there has been so much barrel proof whiskey drank tonight. Holy shit. Give the mic to Matt. It's blackout. Give the mic to Matt. <laughs> Fucking hell. Connor's right, dead. So now that I know that I'm talking into a mic and not <laughs> sniffing it. <laughs> You're not sniffing I, it, right? I agree with the pine. You're not like, like Michael Jackson and smelly children, right? <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Wow. All right. Someone's not getting into a hotel tonight. <laughs> uh, what I was going to add is um, that... You know, we've been teasing Brian a whole bunch, but the great thing about Colorado and why we want everyone to come out to Colorado is that there are amazing whiskey distilleries that are making Colorado whiskey. So nothing that we make is going to taste like what 10th Mountain's doing and what our friends at Tel Nuer are doing and what our friends at Laws are doing. Deer Hammer, Stranahan's. There's so much good whiskey being made in Colorado. Storm King. Um, and we're just pushing each other to make better and better whiskey, and we're all friends. We all we all love Colorado whiskey. So, it, you know what's we, really we, interesting? we appreciate that. Thank you. What's really hold interesting? On, hold on, hold on. Shut up, Connor. Hold on, hold on, bro. Okay. Did you just sniff the mic? You did. <laughs> I did not. It was a wonderful time. It was a relaxing environment. It did well, not know it oh, happens. I, I got some nice vanilla <laughs> notes on that mic. Was whoever, the, whoever was using was a, this mic previously from, had from, really good breath. It was from Emily's lip gloss. <laughs> I'm sorry it was my birthday and I don't remember. Yeah, the fucking, no, look, look you have to, you, you can't forget him. It's his birthday. He's, uh, he's allowed to, but what's great about, like what so many people think about in the whiskey world is there's so much competition, but there's so much appreciation and love and respect, right? That you guys can, like someone from 10th Mountain can come here and, and, and help and like you guys can go to 10th Mountain. That there's so much collaboration and people don't understand that and what's cool is that you, we're seeing that like in action today and you yeah. guys are, especially in Colorado I personally think you guys are doing like phenomenal job in Colorado in and of itself in, in general the people here in Colorado love buying local they love supporting local um, they recognize that we're <clears throat> you know we, we all love Kentucky bourbons and, oh, and yeah. we love so many different types of whiskey um, but but we also recognize that there's a lot of distilleries making something a little different, a little unique, putting a little twist on it. You know, we, we do our Aspen stave finish uh, on the process um, and everybody's trying to find how can we make something uniquely Colorado? And so in general, the public here is just, it's, they love it. They're eating it up and it's a, a rising tide raises all ships kind of thing. And so when 10th mountains doing great, we, we, we support them. We love that when Stranahan's, when Laws, when, you know, like all the people that Emily named do great. We know that that means the distilleries in the state as a whole are doing great. Well, and I and we love everything that we're all making. So I hate to interject, but I wouldn't say that as the distilleries doing great, but I would say as the whiskey is doing great in Colorado. Yeah. So it's everybody around us and everybody that actually can 
distill and actually anybody that can fucking grow and do and produce. It's all of us together who creates this phenomenal tasting environment that I'm actually having today that is just a miracle in itself. And thank you, 291, from <laughs> Tenth Mountain Whiskey. Happy birthday. Yeah, Happy birthday, that. Brian. <laughs> we made it just for you. Yeah, I mean, you know I'm going to walk away. If I knew today was your birthday, I would have found a barrel that was, like, filled on your birthday. I didn't know. And we would have no, found, like, know, tasted it's, something, you know. It's, it's, it's a St. Patrick's Day <laughs> blackout. And it's one of those things you never experience until you're with me. So, yes, I'm going to hand my microphone off and just have a wonderful time drinking what I have currently. Good night. Yeah, thank you. But to go to go on the on uh, rising uh, tide raises all ships. That's what we heard in Scotland a lot. Is we we were talking to we went to Lagavulin, uh, then Ardbeg, and Lafroig, and everybody said the same thing. We're we're not in competition with each other. We're trying to elevate one another to promote the the brand of scotch whiskey. So how important do you think, uh, but this is for kind of for, for all three of you, is Colorado bourbon, rye, how, how important is Colorado whiskey to whiskey in general? Well, because it does bring such a unique aspect. Well, it's not, you know, it's not something we're tasting here on this podcast, but I hope you guys taste with Michael. I'm sure you will. We have what's called our 291 Colorado whiskey. It's our it's our barrel proof yeah, single barrel that, yeah. Colorado whiskey. Now, there's I mean, no Emily qualifi- didn't send it to me. There's no okay. qualifier. There's no there's no it's not Colorado bourbon whiskey. It's not Colorado rye whiskey. Now, now technically by mash bill, it is a rye whiskey, um, but Michael wanted to release. Uh, something just by the name of Colorado whiskey because it was his flagship. He he loves rye whiskey. He wanted to make a really awesome rye whiskey, and he did that. And for him, you know, nine times out of ten, if you find him at our tasting room bar uh, drinking whiskey, he's uh, drinking our two ninety one Colorado whiskey, um, and he named it that. Even though it's a rye whiskey, he didn't put a, a, the rye qualifier on there because he felt that this was his main contribution to putting Colorado whiskey on the map. Um, that Colorado, Colorado distilleries as a whole, we're all trying to find that unique thing. We're not trying to make uh, a whiskey yeah, that, that you can get off the shelf anywhere else. Um, and so we all have our own unique spins. And... Um, we're trying, there's the, uh, Matt, you could probably speak to this better, um, or, or Emily, uh, but the, the Colorado spirits trail, right. Yep. Am I getting that right? Name, mm-hmm. right. Yep. Um, so kind of like the bourbon spirits trail here, you know, I'm gonna hand the mic off to Emily. We're sharing mics <laughs> and she's trying to We're get the mic from mics. me. Yeah. Go ahead. Just to speak to the spirits trail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we're excited. Uh, I'm a member of our distillers guild board. We launched slash relaunch the Colorado Spirits Trail, which was actually the second oldest Spirits Trail after Kentucky, even though a lot of other states had more money to put behind their marketing. Uh, we relaunched, and there's an app, and Tenth Mountain's on it, and all of the the brands that we've talked about is on it. Um, and come out and taste it. And then I'm going to le- lead that into Matt and what he has to say about well, I want to Colorado in June. Well, hold on a second. I know you got the Colorado Spirits Collective app, but I want to say this: Go I love it. Kentucky bourbon, right? Right. You can. I, I love I, bourbon I, in I, general. You know, you can do the Kentucky the, the bourbon trail out there, um, and you're going to see a lot of 
incredible distilleries and right. taste incredible whiskeys, but they all have a somewhat similar profile. They fit into this Kentucky bourbon mold, which is not bad. I mean, there, there's, right. there's so much nuance and, and stuff. But if you come out to Colorado and you make a week of it and you want to hit up distilleries all over the state, us, you know, 10th Mountain, you want to go hit up Deerhammer in Buena Vista, right. you want to go to Denver and hit up a bunch of places there. Um, you can You can hit up uh, a lot of amazing distilleries and you're not going to taste whiskey that tastes even similar to each other. We're making such unique things that it is a whiskey trail, a whiskey experience that um, you're going each place you go somewhere, you're going to find something new about whiskey that you hadn't tried before because Colorado is not the big guys. We're the craft distillers here in Colorado. And I love the big guys. They make great whiskey, but we're not the big guys. We're, we're doing something new and unique. And so I would, I would argue that, the Colorado Spirits Trail um, rivals the Kentucky uh, Bourbon yeah. Trail. So I would, I would definitely like agree with that, and I think part of it is like you said. So there's the Kentucky Bourbon Trail, which like bourbon is from Kentucky, blah blah blah. But Colorado is like um, kind of like what Paul like you wrote for those tasting notes. It's it's its own unique taste. It's it's a its own unique um, like type of whiskey and especially with the different types of rye that we have depending on like what region you get them from whether it's root shoot or like whiskey sisters or depending on like if you go down to alamosa in the san luis valley um it's just its own thing and that's kind of like why like i started my my page was because I specifically wanted to focus on Colorado whiskey. We're like gonna die on the show. It's crazy. Connor, you, you your glass empty. You get a barrel proof, and you get a barrel proof. Pass that down to Connor. Uh, this bro. is what I've been building toward. You need to try this. Pass it down. You need to try this. Connor, bless the barrel. I'm, I'm sorry. Just, just, just. I'm trying to discreetly Dude, pour whiskey is, for people yeah. while while Matt's talking and everybody's losing their minds because they're like, oh my gosh, there's more whiskey. <laughs> Matt, were, Matt, were you finished? Please continue, Matt. <laughs> yes. Oh shit! All right. I can I add? Did something? you just down that? No, I, just, yeah, I just got really dis- I just oh. got really distracted. All right. Can I add something for you? Yeah. Do you think that in the future, however many years down the line, Colorado can rival Kentucky in terms of? Not necessarily whiskey output, but whiskey quality. kind of quality. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, you 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 made the distinction between output and quality, and to, yes, yes, I do think Colorado can rival Kentucky. Output is going to take time. Um, they've yeah, had a hundred yeah. years plus to build up these distilleries. Um, a lot of money behind them. So they're either building up uh, even more now. So output, not necessarily quality. Um, they make great whiskey. Uh, they always have in the craft beer movement. You had the three big guys, you know, Molson Coors, Budweiser, and uh, um, uh, um, which one am I forgetting? You Is did, it Anheuser Busch? Anheuser Busch, yeah. yeah. Well, what, uh, um, you had the three big guys, right? And they were making crap beer. You know, all these craft brewers that are like, "Hey, we want to make better beer, um, beer styles that people haven't tasted before." You don't like a nice, an ice cold Bud Heavy here. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah. but heavy. Who doesn't? 
Uh, unfortunately, I'm gluten Especially intolerant. If you, so if whether, even if I wanted oh, really? to enjoy a Bud Heavy, oh, okay. I couldn't even if I wanted I, to. But, I can yeah. uh, empathize with you. I think that's the right well, word because my, my mom is also celiac. So. Okay. Well, I'm not celiac. I'm just gluten intolerant. But okay. yeah, it, okay. it sucks. Um, yeah. uh, but with, Although, craft, uh, with craft whiskey, yeah, craft brewing came about because the big guys just weren't making anything good. In the whiskey world, the big guys in Kentucky have been for a long time making great whiskey. They never stopped making great whiskey. Um, So when the craft distilling movement came about, they're trying to make something different and they were having to really compete. We we are having to really compete with uh, some really high quality whiskeys out there and we don't have the economy of scale that they do. but yeah, I think already Colorado whiskeys are competing with Kentucky whiskeys uh, on the quality level. And I think five years, 10 years from now, um, we're only going to get better. So I think, I, agree with that. I, I think Colorado is going to be its own region. Craft distilling as a whole is only going to be um, uh, put itself on the map even more with, with the different types we're making and um, the quality, it, the, the hard part is, is that, you know, we're starting small. We've, we're an 11 year old company. There's a lot of other distilleries that are around our age as well. And we're trying to, to age in larger barrels for longer time. We're trying to get up there with the big guys. But, um, if, if I could toot our own horn for a second, um, it, I always get self-conscious talking about this, you know, as a head distiller, I'm always concerned with the flaws in our whiskey. I love drinking our whiskey, but I'm always concerned with how can we make it better. So I'm always consumed with that. So it's kind of hard for me to honestly talk about how great our whiskey is. But we've been making whiskey primarily in 10-gallon barrels, um, aging for a minimum of a year, two years, in these smaller format barrels. Kentucky said that that couldn't be done. You could not make good whiskey in small format barrels. And- I can confirm and it can be done because it can be we done. picked our own barrel it's and not, it was delicious. It's not it easy, was okay? So, so time covers over a lot of imperfections when it comes to aging. And when you're aging in small barrels, you have to make sure the spirit that's going in that barrel is is as clean and as, as great tasting as it can possibly be. I mean, our white spirits for years, multiple years now in a row, have won either Best American or World's Best White Spirit at the World Whiskey Awards for multiple years running. Our white whiskey is fantastic, and we have to make it that way because we don't have the years uh, that the Kentucky guys have, right? Um, and we've won World's Best Rye. In 2018, we've won numerous double gold medals. We've won world's best wheat whiskey. We've won uh, so many humongous awards. I'm, I'm forgetting so many of them right now. But if you look at our bottle, we have stickers on the bottle. We call it our bottle bling. Um, but we've shown these competitions that we submit to are up against the big guys in Kentucky. Everybody submits to these competitions. And we've stood toe-to-toe with them with a year old, two year old whiskeys versus their, you know, however X long they're aging. Um, so Colorado's already uh, competing with quality with Kentucky. And I think we're going to continue to do that. So that's a really long way to answer that question. No, that's I'm a sorry. Great answer, but and it, I, I completely yeah, agree. Yeah, a lot of nuance. 100%. I, I think to add on that, like Colorado whiskey in general, like, like you said, we've only been around for on the map for since what, 2004? For yep, pretty much. Yeah, and, uh, yep. Stranahan started in 2004, but right. their bottles didn't hit the market till 2006. So exactly. the public's only been drinking since 2006. Colorado so whiskey. I think it's kind of just like the Colorado mentality when it comes to that. Like we take pride in the ingredients, um, whether it's root shoot whiskey sisters, like that kind of thing. And then on top of that, like we support local like 
out the yin yang more than any other state i feel like for sure like you put that proud colorado label or sticker on there and it's like we got we got to have it kind of thing so I just emphasize like exactly what you said with yeah. when it comes to the craft side of things. I, I don't think we're going to get through all four bottles. Well, let's 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 talk What's about what we got one? in the glass. Yeah, let's we're talk all, about this. We're one. all going to be on our we face. Might, we might that. skip the rye. We'll end. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. end. We've got another bourbon on our glass. Um, this bourbon is part of our E series of whiskeys. The E, if you see our bottles on the shelf. Uh, with a big gold E, that E stands for experimental. It's our experimental line of whiskeys where each batch is unlike oh, any like other this. batch we've we've released. Um, it gives us uh, an opportunity to play around with uh, different ideas, whether it's different mash bills or yeast or finishes or, or, or cooking techniques. Um, this particular E is our latest E release. It's E Batch 11. And uh, the reason I wanted to include this in the lineup, we tasted the high rye bourbon. We just recently tasted the barrel-proof single-barrel bourbon, which is our standard bourbon mash bill. This E is our standard bourbon mash bill as well. There's only one variable that's changed, and we had um, <laughs> we had a a uh, couple mashes in fermenters that sat for three extra weeks at our old space before we moved into our new space. That's our very our, our old boiler went down; it it broke. And we had to get a whole new boiler and we couldn't distill for, for four weeks. And so this, this mash sat in the fermenter. Um, it had a whole secondary bacterial fermentation going on and it got extra funky in that. We distilled it, we barreled it. And uh, what we're drinking right now is how different a bourbon would be if you let it ferment for an extra few weeks. And it's, it's, it's quite different. Emily? Would... Another happy accident. Um, I particularly uh, love this one because it is uh, one of the very last things that was ever fermented in our old space before we moved. And um, with that extra long fermentation, that open air, um, it's the taste of all those memories of our old space. Um, So I get really sentimental at this one every time. Yeah, I mean, for this one, it's weird. It's almost contradictory where... It got sweeter than our normal bourbon, but it got funkier too. It got almost um, more sour. So, I mean, the, the mash was obviously more sour with that extra bacterial fermentation. Um, but tasting it now, the two, if I had to pick two main notes, it's this battle uh, between butterscotch, like butterscotch pudding, and balsamic vinaigrette. And they're, they're constantly warring between something really, really funky and, and vinegary. And something really sweet. And so it's a really unique, happy accident that uh, we'll never make it again. I mean, it's, well, I shouldn't say we, we might make it on purpose. Maybe, who knows. Um, but it was, we didn't intend to make this whiskey. This was a happy accident. And that's what our E-series is for. Well, not just happy accidents, but just having fun and trying new things. And this particular whiskey is one of my favorites that we've released um, in recent years. Another one. Uh, that just came out, which I hope you guys get, I think you guys get to drink with Michael soon is our all rye, which is a yeah, 100% yeah, really single rye malt whiskey. And it, so it's Instagram's like a, been blowing up with a lot all of people. Rye, it's, all, it's rye, that, all rye, all rye, all rye, all rye. Yeah. And that's, that's one of my other favorite things we've released in recent years. Um, so I'm happy you guys have been able to be here and, and try some of this um, hard to find stuff. You, some of it you can't find very easily outside of Colorado. Although I think some of it, Emily, you, you could speak to this, that we have an uh, online stores, Right. Yep. I was just going to speak to that. One of my nine part-time jobs or full-time 
uh, a handle Nine for part-time, full-time. our e-commerce. So um, a lot of the whiskeys that we're talking about, like Eric said, they're very rare um, and and very uh, allocated releases, um, but they are available through Sealbox um, primarily. The Especially I know the E11 is still there. Um, our barrel proof bourbons are there, uh, as well as, uh, if you go to our online store from our website, you can, um, buy all of our flagships there. Before we end the show, I think everybody who has a little bit left, we should bless the barrels. We've never blessed (laughs) barrels on a podcast and everybody's got a little bit left. And so, so explain, yeah, I Eric, explain, explain yeah. what blessing the barrels means. <laughs> blessing the barrels or christening them or whatever we've been calling it all night. I think blessing the barrels. Bless, is a good I, name, I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we've been tasting for the barrel pick. We've been tasting from a lot of different barrels and it doesn't, we don't want to finish necessarily everything in our glass because everybody's only got so much bandwidth in their system for whiskey in a, in a given night. So if uh, you're done with what's in a glass around here at our distillery, we encourage you to um, you know, splash the remaining amount onto a barrel in our rack house because barrels are porous. They breathe as they age. And that whiskey that you're going to splash on the outside of the barrel is just going to soak into the wood. And it's going to just, I don't know, help the, uh, the whiskey wood. that's aging in the, <laughs> it's wow. World. The bee. So, so World. The, the, the mature part of the evening has started. Yeah, I yeah, see. Yeah. <laughs> the mature part yeah. of the evening left like an hour yeah. ago, but it's, it's, uh, it just helps, uh, the whiskey inside. Connor, the age, Connor, of course, has yeah. jumped the gun as a 26 year old. He pre came in splashing the barrels. Hey. So that's fine. Goddamn We're, millennials. Yeah, I know. Stupid fucking millennials. So let's do this. Everybody who has, who, who all has, thank you. Who all has a pour left? Everybody, everybody have a pour left. We're gonna bless the barrels, Connor. Since you, we're gonna oh. cheers and then bless the barrels, Connor. Since you ha- already did it, wait, wait, wait. Connor's gonna video it. We're gonna put this on the IG. We're gonna, we're gonna cheers and then we're gonna Stand bless the barrels. Uh, so everybody who's listening to this, hey, Matt, check out at throw BWF. You behind you, not at me. Yeah, we're gonna Brian, throw it behind you us. Too. Throw it behind Ready? you, not at me. Right, everybody, right cheers for your face and like let's I bless always the do. barrels. Ready. Cheers. Cheers. Bless those barrels, baby. Bless the barrels. We bless the barrels. Matt, Emily, tell everyone where me. they can find you and get Wouldn't your product. Wouldn't be the first time. Distillery291.com and at Distillery291. We are on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of the things. So MySpace? come say hi. Oh, my God. Let's not get into that. There's a whole story behind that right Slide now. Slide into our DMs. Tell us which bottle you're most interested in, in. in finding. And... Uh, and the drinking. So slide, cheers. Slide into the D. By the way, the barrel we picked is barrel D. It's all about the e. D. D. Connor. Just the sip. Yeah, I just want to know why Connor is so fucking quiet tonight. I've had way too much whiskey, man. So That's say weak. something. Oh, he's only, I, Connor. He's Connor, only had two hours I normally of end the show. You end the show. Yeah, it's great to be here at 291 on site. In, do you guys ever get sick of looking at the Rocky Mountains? No. Uh, well, uh, no, no, definitely. Yeah, not. it's it's no, never. Like I, I can't believe that they're literally right there, and it's it's so insane to me. Well, in in our new space, one of our favorite things to do, at least once a day, you have to walk out in those back garage doors. Looks right at Pikes Peak. Can we all take one more shot out there, looking at Pikes Peak? Later, yeah. that's fine. The yeah. moon is out. Shut your mouth. The moon <laughs> it is, is out. Is it really a? Is it is it really one fucking 
Peak or is it just? Yes, it's Pike's Peak. It's, it's one. It's Pike's Peak. Right, so here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna end the show. Well, we're gonna end the show and maybe pour one more pour and go look at Pike's Pike's Peak and end it that way. Well, Pike's Peak is what? What is it called, Emily? Uh, America's Mountain, right? Uh, America, America. No, no. The 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 uh, um, purple Purple Mountains Majesty was actually written no, about it's Pike's Peak. All right. He's gonna cut all this we ended the podcast, yeah. so great job, everyone. <laughs> we haven't I ended wanna, it yet. Connor, end it. I want to end it. Oh, Matt wants to end it. Here you go. All right. Go ahead. Matt, Colorado Spirits it's Collective. Spirits and don't forget, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Preach. <laughs> That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.